Hello, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I am thrilled to have you here with us, where we share lessons we learn about business, parenting, and life, so that we can inspire and empower one another and know that you are not alone in whatever circumstance that you are in, because there is a solution and there are other people going through it. Today, I am so honored to have with us Debbie. And Debbie, forgive me if I'm going to pronounce your name incorrectly, but please do correct me. It's Debbie Pekarnik. And Debbie, I am so honored to have you. And I'm going to introduce Debbie because if you don't know her, you, you do need to know her, especially if you are a parent. Debbie is a mother and a natural health nut, dedicated dog owner. She's an award-winning author, social worker, and an enlightenment guide. She is the chief empowerment officer for her company called Empowering NRG, which helps moms who struggle with a hectic home life transform their relationships so that they can feel re-energized and fall back in love with their life. And I, I'm just so honored to have you, Debbie, with us. So welcome. Thank you, Elaine. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. And I'm very excited about the topic that we're covering today. And the topic is three secret opportunities that sibling rivalry provides for that proactive parent. And we're just going to jump right into it. What are these three secret opportunities, Debbie? Basically, Elaine, um, when I think about sibling rivalry, okay, I picture a parent, um, you know, whose kids start to fight and they turn around and maybe if they're in the car, for example, make the comment of, you two stop it right now, or I'm stopping this car, or don't make me stop this car. And we kind of put out these kind of threats because we really feel that sibling rivalry is something that we need to stop immediately, okay? Mm-hmm. And so my three points, these secrets, are to help parents recognize that there's so much that we can Um, learn and use when sibling rivalry arises. And so my three secrets, the first one is um, that it provides the opportunity to teach your kids very important self-regulation skills. Mm -hmm. The second secret, the second secret is that it provides the opportunity to teach important social and emotional skills. Yes. And those tie together the self-regulation along with the social and emotional skills but we don't always realize how and then finally the third tip is that it provides the opportunity to um, create relationship building skills so these are all really powerful things that I think everybody needs to have and sibling rivalry provides the perfect opportunity for us as, as parents to teach it I love how you worded that I it is absolutely a teachable moment. Shutting it down is is not showing and teaching our children how to communicate effectively. And I, I love these three opportunities that you have presented because they are uh, teaching us life skills. And I think our listeners aren't just parents. They are uh, employers. They are employees, co-workers. They are teachers. And all of these three things that you covered from taking that teachable moment to to teach self-regulation, to teach those social-emotional skills and relationship-building skills are all things we need to know how to do in parenting and in our work life or as a school teacher. 
So I, I think what you're saying is absolutely invaluable and applicable to every situation. And I've heard people say that sometimes their employees fight like their siblings. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and I think that right now, I, I'd love just to dig a little deeper. If you could tell our listeners, what, what does self-regulation mean and, and how can we make that a teachable moment when our children are fighting in the back seat? Okay. Self-regulation is um, pathways in the brain. If, if you put your hand on your forehead, for example, um, right behind your hand is where all those higher level cognitive functions happen. So things like problem solving and um, being able to, to work through situations, right? And so there's lots of important stuff happening there. And unfortunately, if we don't use that part of the brain to wire in these higher level skills, our kids simply won't have them. That, that brain will, or that part of the brain will get used for something else. So this is, I don't wanna say it's a new discovery, but certainly the more we've been able to study the brain, now we can do it you know, before people die. We don't have to take the brain and look at it after. Good thing. We can actually look at it during. And so, what's that? I said that's a good thing. <laughs> to do it while they're it alive. It's <laughs> a very good thing. Yeah, so, so these are, this is an important thing. And self-regulation focuses on that ability to set yourself up for success to know what you need in order to sit quietly and listen to not um, impulsively start you know doing things that are going to get you in trouble or cause problems for you that's a, a very simplified version of what self-regulation is so it's about teaching yourself how to calm yourself down how to stay in control how to be the bigger person all of those really important things and they all start with self-awareness. And so self-awareness is about recognizing how you're feeling at that moment and why. And self-control comes from self-awareness. That's you, you won't have any self-control if you don't have any self-awareness. So Debbie, right? my question is, can you walk us through a, a real conversation where the parent can sit down here and she's listening or he's listening to this podcast right now and saying, well, how do I do that? How do I, because it's going to happen this, this, uh, this summer in the car or we're going on a road trip and I know it might happen where our children might have this little bickering going on. What would you say as the parent? I'm, I'm uh, struggling with the easiest way to answer this question because the reality, Elaine, is that's not the time to do it. Okay. okay? You're going to have set the stage for this ahead of time so that you can right away say something like, do you guys need my help to work this out or do you want to do it on your own? Excellent. And your kids already know that if you help them work it out, there's going to be some negative consequence built in there because ultimately you want them to be able to work through this. Excellent. Okay. So the time to uh, deal with it is actually ahead of time. Brilliant. When your kids are, you know, playing at home and, you know, in, in normal little interactions. So let me, let me give you an example of you're sitting at the kitchen table, you're visiting with your friend, having coffee or tea or whatever, and you're 
two kids, let's say, are in the other room playing. And all of a sudden, one of your kids comes running up to you and says, Mommy, Tommy said I'm ugly. And a lot of us as parents will react with a, a couple of different things. We might say, you tell Tommy to come here right now. And then we give Tommy heck, which is encouraging tattling and will set us up for a, a lifetime of refereeing our kids. Yes. Okay. Uh, or we might say, oh, honey, you're not ugly. Come here. Let me hug you. Now, the fact is your child might not be ugly at all. <laughs> but saying that at that moment really just weakens your um, trust with that child. Because at that moment, she's hurting. That's, that's what's going on for her. A third way that you could deal with it at that point is you could say, have you come to me for a hug? Because when we're hurting, that's often what we want. Mm -hmm. It's just a hug. Right. Now, let's say she, she wants a hug, so you give her a hug. And then you could say something like, now, do you need help with the words you could use to tell Tommy how you feel? Or are you okay to go play now? And there's, there's so many important messages going on there because you're telling her she's resilient, that she can handle this, that just because Tommy says it, it's not true. But we're telling her that without ever saying those words because those words come out as a lecture. Okay, thank you. I, I really, really appreciate that. I, I, as a former school teacher and, and now I get to speak to new teachers, I, I love how you say that to deal with it outside of that situation, to, to teach our children to be, um, or to teach parents to be preventative rather than punitive, to equip our kids with yes. these skills and strategies to, to build strong kids that can speak and communicate rather than, than, than being that parent that, I love how you said it, that we don't want to be a lifetime of refereeing type parents because I think we're busy enough. <laughs> That we don't need to be a referee on top yes. of it all. We'll often deal with it way more harshly than our kids would. Very true. I, I, I love that. I know that that is a, a true nugget that all our listeners have just taken into their pockets. So I appreciate that. And I'm going to move on to our next question. Now, as, as a wonderful mom and a successful uh, businesswoman and speaker and author, are there habits that you do, whether it's one habit or three habits, just something that you do, whether it's a daily thing or in your life that helps you to be successful in your parenting life or in your work life that you could share to our listeners? Absolutely. And I do this in both my business and in being a parent, actually in all my relationships. The first thing that I could tell you is that I always try to put on my investigator's hat and be objective. Anytime I'm in a situation where I can feel my back going up, I can feel that I'm getting angry or upset or, uh, you know, I, maybe I feel emotional like I'm getting teary. Anytime that my emotions get really aroused, I try to take a step away and I actually will physically touch my head like I'm removing my Debbie cap and I'm putting on my investigator's hat. Because when we go into that position, we're able to look at things from that objective perspective and we're not allowing the emotions to run the show. 
Now, I should just say, as women, we can't ignore, we don't want to ignore our emotions. Men too, although they have a different connection with their emotions. They think first, use emotion second. We use emotion first, think second. <laughs> yes. So I use that kind of objective stance to take a step back and say, okay, so what's really going on here? And when it comes to parenting, I mean, that's where all of my parenting material uh, that you'll find on my site, it's all about me taking a step back and really being able to see what's happening and understand why I'm reacting the way I am as a parent or as a business owner or as a, a partner to my husband. Um, it just allows me to remove some emotion. So that would be my first habit that has really served me well through my whole adult life. No, thank you. And I, I, I think that's applicable in, in every aspect to that we can actually teach it to our children. And we are our children's first role model. And for them to see that, that you know, when we are going through something, that we can just step back for a moment and, and just and look at it differently and then try to find the solution. I think that's brilliant. Thank you. Debbie has written many, many helpful books for parents. And I encourage you to check out her website. And I will have that also accessible on our website as well and as a link when you are looking at this podcast. Now, she has written several uh, ebooks and hardcover books um, that you can access on her website. And one of the key books that I highly encourage that uh, we all take a look at is The Sibling Rivalry, How Creative Parents Use This Annoying Practice to Their Advantage. Debbie, can you tell us where your web website is right now? Sure. It's empoweringnrg.com. So it's the word empowering and then the three letters nrg.com. And there's a products tab on my site, which will take you to all of the different books and audios that I have created. And uh, so people can just click on them there and it'll, it'll tell them more about it or provide them with the opportunity to purchase it. So certainly um, the Sibling Rivalry book will give a lot more information than I've been able to cover in this, uh, in this short time together and help it to make more sense as to how you can actually start using it. Thank you, Debbie. Debbie, I'm honored to have you on today. Thank you very much. Thank you for teaching us life skills to help us build really strong, good kids. I just so am honored to have you. Thank you, Debbie. You are very welcome, Elaine. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love to hear your comments and feedback, so please do tell me what you want to hear about. You can find me on Twitter at ChatWithElaine or on Facebook at Elaine's Kitchen Table or at www.elaineskitchentable.com. And I would so appreciate if you took a moment to rate my podcast on iTunes and be so thrilled if you would like to subscribe to my podcast and feel free to leave a comment there too. I am truly honored that you tuned in today and I hope that you got inspired in the business of life. Thank you so much.